This is the Green Strength Podcast with Lucius Tyree IV, where the mission is building strength, enhancing performance, and uplifting consciousness. So tune in with the mind, body, and spirit, and let's get moving. What's going on? Just sitting back. A beautiful day. I'm enjoying Azevia. It's my drink of choice right now as I'm here to talk about some things that have been on my mind, some questions that have been asked. But I always think it's funny every time I drink like um, a Zevia, Zevia for sure, but anytime I drink that, I always think about all the people who tell me about all the negative health benefits with it. And it just makes me smile because, you know, we all, everybody has their their plus and minuses. Everybody's got their positives and negatives with uh, their routine, their habits, their their day-to-day life. And um, we're all just, we all kind of trade. We trade the good and the bad. We have this kind of individual balance. And I think if we look at it, people in general, and when we're healthier and we're happier and we have our shit together, we have a, a little bit better control of those sides, of those balances, of things that we do that are maybe detrimental to our health, our mindset, our bank account, whatever it is. But then we also have this like, really healthy dosage of the positives, the things that add to um, and complete happiness in my mind and complete success is always having that that one percent more on the uh, on the upswing side. You know when we're really talking about getting one percent better, it's like let's stay one percent on the upswing side in our, in our balance. And, and I'd say we're doing a hell of good. Um, and that's just my own judgment of, of looking at people today, including, including examining myself. It's the first and foremost human I am observing on a minute by minute, second by second basis. But it's it's interesting how we all just have different paths of learning, different interests, um, different viewpoints. Our environment from a very early age, from birth, is is all different. And so, when one person is telling me about negative health benefits of Azevia, you know, they it's not a bad thing on them, but it's like it's. It's that human thing where I can look at them and I can start to pick apart the negatives on them. And then I get into that judgment mode where it's like um, their negatives more negative than my negative. Um, and it's just it's like we don't know because we are only ourselves and we only know the balance that we can keep within ourselves. And who and what we are from from our soul, so to say. You know, last week on the podcast, 
we were just kind of ranting about balance. And what I was trying to kind of point the picture of is just how balance is like a little game being played everywhere. Like in everything involved in your life, there's this little game of balance being played. But then all those little games are played in the big game of balance as well. So, and to be naive and not understand and and think that all those little exchanges of balance, so to say, they, you know, they add up over time. Um, Like time is, is irrelative almost because it is this game of balance until there is no more. Um, and then the balance of life is is gone. But controlling and just learning to organize things better and organize our mind and organize the physical parts of our life and organize our physical practice and, uh, and our emotional practice, those, those sort of things are what help keep us in a in a nice balanced place in life but it's it got me thinking because it got like a couple of questions this week uh, and really these are both like the context of what I always say of like it depends on the context what I mean by that is like I think it's really cool to like look within oneself, like really take some time to examine your strengths and weaknesses, your positives and negatives. Who are you? What are you capable of? As humans, we're we're all individuals. We're all completely different. And in the sport of Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, the one thing that I've like really been able to, to learn the most is that you can only take care of yourself. When you're on the mat against another human being, it doesn't matter like how many moves and stuff you know and all these things you have to know who you are and what you are capable of doing and having a belief in that and even if you're outmatched there's that one in a hundred chance that you know it might be your day and you always have to have that that this could be my time i am enough and every day we assess and we, we, we learn and we keep to grow, but we keep playing that game and it's I am enough, I am enough, I am enough. And I learn who I am. And I build skill sets around what I am capable of doing physically and mentally. That is going to be my greatest weapon. And in jujitsu, everybody's got different length. They've got different weight. They've got different kinesthetic awareness and ability to move. They've got different 
thought processes and how they acquire energy and how they feel how they feel energy and their emotions. I mean, there's so many things that that come in. And where this is kind of funny is it's it's the same way in fitness too. It's like there are some people who were just bigger, stronger, faster, more genetically blessed, uh, have better flexibility, have better mobility, have better strength, have better stability. There are some people who have had, you know, are shorter, stubbier, not as fast twitch of muscle fibers, all, all these things that just, there's so many variables in each and every human being. It doesn't serve somebody of an opposite stature and an opposite, you know, fiber and, and physiological metabolic makeup to try to emulate somebody else. I think where we go wrong there is we do try to emulate, we try to copy, we try to build ourselves into things that we see from other people instead of being inspired by other people and finding things that we can take through inspiration from them that we can learn how to, whether it's principle or exact skill, apply to ourselves and utilize. In the fitness, in the weight room, whatever, where that comes in is like not everybody is built to do every exercise. Not everybody is built to do every exercise. We have to find who and what you are, what are your goals, and then let's figure out the, the things that you need to do in order to be a strong, healthy human being. Let's figure out the things on the mat that you need to do to be able to effectively defend yourself and control and submit another opponent. In both of those cases, we have to figure out what works best for you. And it could look entirely different from somebody else. There, I think a lot of times we identify this, like we kind of think about it or we understand it some, but then there's this, there's this other side of the balance that we don't quite get. And I believe that the, the mental game, want, controlling and having a healthy mind is much harder than controlling and having a healthy body. The mind is everything. And if I could, if somebody can control and understand through their mind that they are sharpening the sword that is them through all the balance of things that they do 24 hours every day, seven days a week, Truly, and what I'm saying by this is discomfort is where we grow. And everybody likes to talk about this right now of how overcoming hardship is, is needed. Training really hard is needed. 
but I see people training hard by feeling. I see it, I see it in the jujitsu room and I see it in, in the strength conditioning room in the gym. Hard is, de, is defined by physical feeling. When I think discomfort and real hardship is taking ownership and controlling your mind and programming your mind with, I have to build the body, the meat machine that I was blessed with up to the best qualities and the balance of qualities that its special individual needs. That is where peak performance happens. Because that is going to guide you down the journey that is oneself and that has taken you through things that, you're, that you, you will find passion. Bottom line. And that's important. But if that person tries to build themselves into you know, multiple qualities that they see other people have and they're, they're wasting time chasing something because that somebody else is doing because they think that person or they see the benefit it's giving them, it doesn't mean it's going to give it, you the benefit. What, what you have to do is, is understand the principle. Look into the why. Why is it working for that person? What makes that person make that work and vice versa? Who am I? What can I take from that? And where could I apply it to myself in my goal, in my body, in my game, and make it work? Where, like I said at the beginning of this, I could throw diet in there. That's that's all this is. At the like, what I try to preach to you guys is this giant pie of real food, all real foods from the earth. Um, you can run, fly, swim. You can pick it off a tree. Real damn nutrient dense foods. Because I'm just trying to, I'm, I'm, in the fitness world, I'm trying to get everybody there versus processed foods and this unhealthy lifestyle that we're, we're living outside of, of my bubble. Um, so I'm talking about this real food pie. And everybody that I get inside of that pie is an individual in oneself. Their balance of certain things is going to be different based on who and what they are and their makeup and how they react and how it meets their goals and how it meets just how they were raised, their environment, how the, the food it like brings value to them emotionally as well. Um, so this, this pops up everywhere. But it was Brazilian jiu-jitsu that really like taught that to me because for so long I tried to push and push and push and be this athletic, strong, like, dude in jiu-jitsu and all, but, like, I can't skip the the techniques because the strength's always not going to be, like, not always going to be there. There's going to be somebody as strong as me and and vice versa. And then I really started to think, like, don't, I started to notice, like, that I need to just focus on the things that I can do well inside this game. 
I love many of my teammates' games. And not to say that I won't ever play those games and that that won't ever happen in my evolution because that does happen. Like those things, the places and the moves that I thought I would never, ever do, I'm actually like doing a lot now. But there was a weird growth in that. There was real ownership over time. I had to really understand the principle. I had to figure it out on my body. And then once I realized how to do it on my body, I was like, wow, I can do this. And these are the nuances that I do to make it more effective for me. And they're different from the other person, but that's what makes the art so beautiful. And that that exact same thing is in fitness, man. Like that, that, that sculpting, what are we talking about? Are we talking about bodybuilding? Then we, then we need metabolic damage to the muscle. And then we need maximum recovery and you know, protein synthesis for growth. We want to do it as technically and quality as possible because that gives us all the mechanical advantages and the ability to really create maximum torque and tension. So we can see it if we lose control in our mind and we go throw on some freaking five-finger death punch and do a hundred damn curls, that, that can work, but it doesn't have sustainability and it doesn't have growth over the long term and it has a higher potential of injury, setback, risk, whatever it may be. But the like the true hard work is understanding A, exercise selection, and sticking to it and doing correct technique and posture. And you might think that you, you are doing that. You might think that you, you know what that is, but you don't. If you don't understand that every single rep is a new rep to learn more and to continue to practice your posture, your technique, your position, every rep is a constant journey of that. It like it like it never ends, and the real masters realize that, and they continue to do it. So if you feel like you are good enough in an exercise, well, there's there's part of your problem right there, and you got to go dig in the brain, and you got to do the true hard work, the true overcoming adversity, and you got to gut out and be the best damn trainee you can be, and make your time more efficient. I know I'm rambling with this and I keep going back and forth between fitness and grappling, but grappling is another place, man, that taught me to make time more efficient. And I'm in that right now. I've uh, suffered an injury that's not keeping me out completely, but it is changing and dictating a new path of training for me. And it's not just dictating it for like the, the, the near future. It is something I know I need to do even when things are healthy to fully be better. And yes, it is harder for me to do this. Mentally, I could go in and do five, six rounds with everybody at the end of class and just gut it out and get that hard training feeling and I'll start to stack that up and I'll be routine with it and I will be a good student. And then three months has gone by, that's 12 weeks and all those classes have stacked up and I haven't, I haven't waved. I haven't, you know, stepped up and stepped back 
like I was talking about, taking a couple steps forward, taking a step back. So what do I mean by jujitsu? Like I've, I've got to change the balance of my time, point blank. I have to change the balance of the slow, methodical, not, not meaning slow in pace, but I'm saying I need to drill with people that give me the right looks over and over and over. I need to go through the things that I already know and I need to tighten them up and I need to make them better and I need to connect them. And what I mean by connecting them is is understanding that in the flow and the exchange of of things and variables that can happen, what presents itself next and where do they all tie in together? So how through my skill sets can I focus and control my breath and start to funnel somebody down the direction where I can get the checkmate? So I've changed the balance, the yin-yang, as we talk about every podcast. And that, like I said, emotionally <clears throat> is harder. It's emotionally harder to know that I don't need to, to scrap as much. I don't need to get that. And I, I love that feeling. That feeling makes me feel alive. I get addicted to it. It's my problem in fitness. And ever since I've really been a part of, you know, like really training in jujitsu the last years, I, I can't get enough of that. I love scrapping. I love like not tapping, sticking my neck there and like grinding into stuff. But that tears me up and that's not sharpening the sword like taking time and going back and just exchanging the balance of the time I'm already putting into jiu-jitsu. I've had to do that in fitness. And um, to be quite honest with you, that that's what I teach. That's, that's what you'd hire me for. Um, I want to have the conversation when you're ready to really talk about you and your life and finding the right programs and exercises and practices and things that are going to benefit you. If we have to sit here and talk about, if I have to tell you why certain programs might not be that good for you and you are just gung-ho on these programs, then we're not at the right right place yet. It, the right place will, will come. You just do the dang programs and do everything you want to do and you're going to get results cuz everybody gets results when you do something but at some point you're going to you're going to realize you need more at some point you're going to realize you're a little banged up maybe and you need to feel better at some point you're going to realize like that when you reach any level of strong so to say that the time of getting stronger drastically gets longer and things change and you're going to need somebody who can understand and sit down and m like map out stress, map out the entire day's worth of stress mentally and physically and digestion wise. Think about it. Stress 
comes and goes through all of these things. They're all tied together. So all these little balance bubbles are all in that big balance bubble. And when we really want maximum performance and maximum health, we look at all those and we start to organize things a little bit better. And I didn't even have to change half the time your physical practice. I mean, although I love to, because I'd like to look at and optimize things as best you can. Um, but a lot of times it's just like really looking at this whiteboard of stress and managing it better. And that takes a third party most of the time, unless you are those humans that inspire the shit out of me. But this is where I struggle. I have to talk about these things with all my friends and I and let them know that I'm struggling so that I start to get that feedback. I start to get them telling me, hey, yay, man, you should take a little time off. You should do this. And it's like, uh-huh, I need to be told just like you do because I, I can see it all, but I'm not quite acknowledging it. But then when everybody around me acknowledges it to me and I'll shake my head and acknowledge it to them, then I'm accountable. And I don't like to lose I don't like to fail, so once I'm in that position, I, then I can make shit happen. And um, the irony of what makes shit happen is, is it's addressing the entire aspect of my life. It doesn't have to be that daunting. It's cleaning up a little bit of food, getting a little bit better sleep, putting a little bit better thoughts through my head in the day, thinking about taking time to disconnect from social media and stuff. I mean, I just you just start to go through these things and you just start to to change the balance of stress. That's all it is. But you got to figure it out for yourself. One of the questions that I got was was talking about is it okay to work out fasted? Yes. And everything I've been talking about, I'm about to just make this context again. Um there are a lot of people, including myself, that love to exercise on a fasted stomach, on an empty stomach, fasted. Um, there are a lot of people who feel the need to take in something before. A lot of them in, like things like uh, protein fat meals or protein fat sources before training. A lot of people like fast-acting carbohydrates before training. A lot of people are total peri-workout nutrition type people. They like uh, concoctions before, during, and after. You see, everybody's made something work, so we got to figure out what's right for the individual. And I would say that if you are working out on a fasted stomach and you plan to do secondary activity later in the day that has any sort of intensity to it, then having a meal between then or having some sort of post-workout nutrition, um, fast-acting uh, carbohydrates to kind of replenish some glycogen stores would be a good idea unless you are just somebody who's trained yourself over many years into those positions. The only way 
somebody can do that is that they make sure in their feeding window that they are getting all the macro and micronutrients they need. That feeding window, whatever the time is, has to be met. Like you have a certain amount of calories that have to get done. Even though you're fasting, doesn't mean that you're going on a caloric deficit per se. It just means that you chose to fast and get benefits of fasting and save, you know, your digest your digestion some time of uh, off work. But your goal of weight gain, weight maintenance, or weight loss still has the same responsibility in a in a six hour, eight hour feeding window that it that it does in a sixteen hour feeding window. So you can see when people work out, or not just work out fasted, but when people fast, I mean, that's why in the in the mass population, the mainstream people that talk about the the how much weight loss, it's because you take away a window, you take away time that people were ingesting calories, and and they're simply just not as dedicated as as the hardcore people, and they're not going to get all those calories in and in whatever window that they're eating, so they lose weight. But as if we're talking about performance and athletics and things, then even if you wanted a six-hour feeding window and you are a jiu-jitsu athlete listening here and you want to eat you know, two meals inside of a six-hour window, cool. But is your goal to maintain, gain, or lose? Because that determines how much food you're eating in that window. So I, t- I said I would definitely ingest something and you can always ingest um, like a liquid meal you know post-workout if you were going to do something later in the in later in the day or maybe have a little little meal before that second workout but if you're not going to exercise intensely or anything later on in the day then i think it's whatever floats your boat man um as long as you're getting your calorie and micro macronutrient profile, like the the amount in in whatever window, then you will replenish yourself and you will be ready for the next day. And so that's essentially what you're doing, regardless. Like you're working out fasted, but you know you have energy from the day before in there that you're burning through. Um, and so it's just like, how do you like to allocate your calories throughout the day to like, for me personally, if I start eating a little bit before, during and after my workout, that's quite a bit of calories that I'm taking off my total calories. And I like to eat bigger and I like to eat later on in the day. That's just my personal preference is what I feel the best. And so I like to save my calories for there. And in doing that, it's made me adapt and start to enjoy fasted training. I will say that one thing I would do if you're training fasted is maybe drink like an electrolyte or my big thing is the the sea salt and uh, lemon in your water and, and make sure you're really hydrated and getting some sodium in and you're going to be fine. Again, if this question's coming from like, 
a hardcore, high-performance athlete who's doing like world-class shit, we're talking about a different stuff. But if you're clanging and banging weights and you're just like training jujitsu and like it doesn't matter even if you're competing and you're a professional of some sort, like you'll be fine. Get your calories in whenever you want to get them in through the day. If it's in a smaller window, be professional and feed your body. Get them in. If it's in a bigger window, don't be an asshole and split them up however needed that makes you happy and makes you feel good. But remember, the total calories, the total amount of stuff you put in your mouth, whether it be a one-hour window or a 24-hour window, is what matters. One last thing on that. I was about to move on, but there's a lot of talk about branched-chain amino acids. You read a lot of articles. People will talk about them. I know some fitness influencers that sell them. Um... You can also find a lot of research from, you know, very strong fitness people out there that they kind of say that they're a waste of time and a waste of money. I would kind of agree. Um, Personally, I drank branched-chain amino acids for years and did quarterly DEXA scans, and I've had blood work. Um, two to four times a year for the past eight years. No, 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 12 years. Sorry, 12 years. I never had any lean muscle mass loss when I stopped taking branched-chain amino acids and I was extremely, like, I was fasting and doing all that. I never, uh, in fact, I think there was a couple times where I was actually in the positive of lean muscle mass when I was off branched chain amino acids. I'm not saying that that had a direct correlation there, but I mean, I had more lean muscle mass when I, when I wasn't taking it than when I was, I loved the taste of them. Like they were addicting. Um, but my DEXA scans never showed anything and my blood work never really did anything either that made me think that they were anything of value to me. I realized that I could save that money and I could drink other things. Um, I have done all my strongest lifts. I have done all my craziest feats of strength and things. Um, I did a uh, tactical strength challenge one morning and then immediately got in a car. If you don't know what the tactical string challenge is, it's uh, max strict tactical pull-ups, max one rep, max deadlift, um, and five-minute kettlebell snatch test, basically, as many kettlebell snatches as you can get in the five minutes. I did that, smashed it, jumped in a car. Buddy drove me over to a convention center, grappled in like a five grappling tournament, did both gi and no gi and showed out like did well I was a white belt then so I could like those were the times when I was like a, a beast white belt <laughs> it doesn't really matter what jujitsu you know you can just like smash somebody from side control you know I did that catch a kimura here and there I did that I caught a kimura on a guy that was 
definitely a lot better jujitsu practitioner than I than I am. He's a good guy. He was on our team. Um, but there was no no brain chain amino acids then. No food. No nothing. I had everything in me that I needed that I put in it intentionally days prior. And uh stay hydrated, kept my sodium up, but I like I just I was it's it's like time to hunt, man. It's time to hunt. No excuses. Cuz when we feast, we feast and we fill ourselves up to our desired goals. Like I said earlier, if it's gain weight, you better be putting some food in. If it's maintain, you better be putting some food in. If it's lose weight, you better be putting just a little bit less than you need. And you better not do it for too long because that's not too good. That takes a lot of mental strength. Therein lies the true hard work in the gym, in the dojo, in the head, in the brain, wherever it is. The other question is the difference between flexibility and mobility. And we're not going to get sciencey here. This question, like, I love because everybody takes the advantage of this question and, like, exudes their big terminology and stuff. But, like, you know, flexibility and mobility. Let's just say that if I laid down and you, and I, you know, pull my leg up, show you how flexible I am, and I hold it back with a, with my hands or something, hold on to it, or you push it over my head and my toe touches behind me, show how flexible I am. Mobility is ability. Mobility needs the flexibility, but mobility is the ability to move. How far can you actually control and own movement? and range of motion through your joints. That is where being mobile is being able. Think about the balance there. Being ultra flexible, but not having very good joint mobility, not having so that not having very much ability within the bottle, body creates a wide gap between those two things. It's an unhealthy balance. We start to restore the gap between the flexibility and the length of our muscles and the ability with our mobility to control and own positions at end range. So mobility is ability. Flexibility is is what you can do, but it doesn't mean that you have the ability to do it. Mobility kind of lines up a lot more with our joints and our joint health, well, that flexibility kind of lines up more in, in line with tissue and the length at which we can contract and relax and elongate muscles. But I will tell you this, what humans need most is mobility, then stability, and then ability. And the rest usually kind of falls into play there. But you'll find that fun, fun balance in between where some things, some flexibility things can help improve mobility, but then some mobility improvements can help improve flexibility. 
There's a game of balance going back and forth there. Everybody probably knows a gymnast, had a gymnast friend growing up or a, a ballerina, a dancer. Your friend that can lay on the floor and just pancake themselves and do the splits and do all that stuff. And then you've got your friend that's bound up and tight and his leg never straightens out. I'm raising my hand here. Just a definition of two different individuals, two different individuals that are uh, made up of entirely different genetic profile and, and features and variables. Doesn't mean that what both are good at couldn't improve and couldn't help the other person, but the, the degree at which that's needed is, is going to be individualized in itself. And what are those people trying to do? What is the goal that they are trying to accomplish? Two completely different body makeups are going to have two completely different games and systems and routes to achieving their goal. They're not going to attach themselves to somebody else's plan because that's easy. It's easy to follow somebody else's plan. It's easy to just do all the hard physical work and push through the soreness and call it hard work. It's hard to think this is me this is where I want to be, and this is what's probably going to be most efficient for me. I will learn and grow upon the way, but hell and high water, man. Got one shot in this life. This is the body I'm in. I'm going to make it the best I can. I'm going to figure out the shit that I'm good at. Other people aren't good at the shit that I'm good at. That's what makes me unique. Figure out the stuff that the jiu-jitsu games that that work for my t body type, my aggression, my whatever it is. Same with diet. Same with our mindset practice. Same with communication. All of it. So I think um, if you're interested in some things and really learning more about flexibility and mobility, you need to uh, check out the FRC stuff, functional range conditioning. Um, just go down that rabbit hole and start looking at videos and start reading the, the stuff and watching things. And you'll see a lot of creativity, a lot of innovative thought. And all these creative things and positions and stuff you'll see are just people exploring and realizing that they have to innovate within principles around all these different human beings. So a lot of cool stuff is popping up and it might be helpful to you. But taking care of your... Uh, your joints and creating mobility in your joints is, is needed for longevity. And um, the more we move our joints and the more our body starts to naturally, you know, lubricate, it produces synovial fluid in there. And that's kind of like our WD-40. And you don't get that shit unless you move that joint with intention. And moving one joint really well requires you to be stable in all the other joints. So that's another thing. Are you just throwing yourself around and, and saying you're doing articulations with your leg? Are you just saying you're doing the leg circles or, or are you actively stabilizing the rest of your body, which takes a skill, takes intention. So I just kind of have been pointing that out and in every time I talk, like I can't say it enough. And I guess I guess I'm like like this because I say it every single day in the gym everybody that I've been around for for a long time like I'm st I'm still saying it 
And then I have to look at myself in the mirror because I realize that people are still saying the same damn shit to me in whatever context it is in into my life. It's not the fitness side, but so I get it. Be inspired by people. Logically, use that inspiration to take knowledge from them. Figure out where that knowledge can be applied to you. And no matter what, intentionally start to, to try to do your best. That's where the, the true hard work is, as I said. Other than that, I think the Olympics have been on. Everybody's been getting excited watching some of the uh, the swimming and, of course, the gymnastics, which I'm kind of interested to, to dig into a little bit more with the big story of our greatest goat and gymnastics pulling out for uh, just mentally not being in the right place. That's, uh, I don't know, man. I just don't, I don't, I'm sitting here talking about it, but I don't know anything about it yet. I'm interested to kind of look into it and, uh, you know, watch people play both sides and just talk about what somebody should do or they shouldn't do and, and this and that. Um, when we clearly all have time to to just be working on ourselves, but that shit doesn't happen as much when we're on social media, chiming back and forth. But that's all I got for you today. Um, I hope that kind of like helps clear some things up of, of where my my mindset's always at with this is I don't have a system that's better than any system. And I think all systems have a place and all exercises and all programs and all diets and all all things have a place and they are all in, in uh, they're all in my toolbox because the game I like to play here is trying to help you figure out as an individual what the hell you need so that you're not caught up in this in this world caught up in in the dogma in the uh, the zealots that are attached to to one thing you need to be attached to one thing and that is improving yourself the best you can so you can give me a follow on uh instagram or ask me a question on there it's uh green strength iv is my username and you can find me on uh online at, at greenstrengthhq.com feel free throw us some questions Give us a share. If you enjoyed this podcast, please give it a share. If you didn't, just act like it never happened and move on. Thank you. Thank you.